Hello and welcome to another A Slice of Happiness podcast. So today we have with us Ian Shaw, who is one of our peer mentors and has been with us since 2019. So hello, Ian. Hi, Caroline. How are you? Yeah, pretty good, I think. Yeah, yeah. looking forward to it. Excellent. Right, so just to, um, for our listeners, um, can you give them an idea as to where you were at before you came to a slice of happiness? Yeah, no problem. Um, I suppose before, before I came to a slice of happiness, I'd had um, probably two decades of addiction issues, um, long term sort of emotional instability, I suppose, and, uh, you know, diagnosed mental health issues of borderline personality disorder and adult ADHD. Um, yeah, I'd, I suppose I'd spent 20 years going through a cycle of um, getting a little bit out of control with addiction, getting very depressed, um, finding myself uh, having issues and almost many breakdowns followed by a period of months of just going flat out trying to change myself normally with drastic weight loss drastic sort of fitness training um always only to fall apart again um just going through the same cycle again and again really um I'd have periods of stability but it was always seemed to be either a really real upward or real downward trajectory there was very little sort of I never found that I settled so I was always striving to get out of the hole that I dug and once I got out of the hole I was straight back in it kind of thing um I can just slice happiness following a period of homelessness and a period in a hostel um which was in uh, the end of 2018 I lost my flat after after a breakdown after some quite serious cocaine and alcohol use um for a while I'd sort of lost all hope by the time I'd come to a slice of happiness, I was um, I was back on a sort of sobriety stage, just exercising obsessively, you know, probably massively underweight, um, and, and meditating as a as a tool to keep my uh, demons at bay, I suppose. Um, so although I was doing well for a while, there was always this massive fear and huge anxieties. It was sort of like I had to meditate every morning and I had to run in order to keep myself stable. So there was always the fear that I would fall back. Um, when I when I started at Slice Happiness, I, I heard something straight away. I, I was familiar with the sort of concept, you know, which come similar one in the type of sort of Buddhist type of meditation I was doing in, in the ability to recognize and let thoughts pass and also that thoughts could bring about emotions. I was sort of aware of that level, but it was more the way I was learning it. It was more the more of a method. Um, so I felt I was an addict. I felt I had borderline personality disorder and adult ADHD, but I was letting thoughts pass as a method and that required meditating every day. If I didn't, I would be panicky and whatnot. Um, so as soon as I came to a slice of happiness, I recognised an element of truth there um, immediately. Um, there was there was definitely definite progress and definite more stability. But I found 
I would still bog myself down. I would still overwrite it. Um, I still felt deep down that it was sort of black and white. Either I'm not drinking and happy or drinking, which meant that I was sort of failing. Um, I've done them. How many courses have I done? I believe I'm sort of on the fifth one now. I believe there was three and then two as a peer mentor. Um, Yeah, I mean, by by the end of the second one, I'd found much more stability. I'd I'd landed what what I would call my dream job at the time. I decided to leave the motor trade until I just happened upon a job working within the motor department at local council, which I was... You know, which I was very, uh, very pleased about it being less of a commercial environment. I, I liked that, and it made me sort of feel part of, part of something bigger, part of the community, I suppose. Actually, that was around the time of lockdown, and I was sent home two weeks into a new job because I, because, uh, because I got asthma and I was considered high risk. Um, so a few months into the job, I was ultimately let go. Um, Due to due to coronavirus and the lockdown, what felt like a real real big issue at the time. I mean, to be honest, is, is probably working out for the best for me because it's enabled me to you know return to a slice of happiness and you know as a peer mentor, so I'm still learning and gaining more of an understanding myself, but with the added sort of pleasure of of being able to sort of assist other people who were where I was six months a year back so I believe um I've never been someone who's money orientated probably probably um which has probably caused me a lot of problems over the years but now that I've found uh I don't know a deeper meaning deeper connection to life um that ultimately is my priority uh over over just uh earning for earning's sake um, I'm, I'm still working part time, so I'm supporting myself. But, but the point I'm making the is the uh, yeah, it's, it's following a passion. So it's it's something I enjoy, absolutely enjoy doing. Something I absolutely believe in because I've seen so much for myself. Um, yeah, I suppose something I would add to that is probably. Enough courses I've got the most out of are in fact the last two, and a bit of that is, yeah. I mean, ultimately, in the last two months, I've lost both my parents one after the other, and I think the that's when I've most it's become most obvious the the changes in me and the absolute the the ability to see through my thoughts and through see through my perceived experience um you know the ability to be able to sort of drop my story and, and deal with with a grief that would have absolutely took me over the edge at any other point in my life has been quite quite amazing to be honest um yeah dealing with the biggest issue of my life and I'm not unhappy sad but I'm not unhappy I think you can be both not precisely in the same moment but in the same sort of time you said when we were speaking and you said about um like still feeling connected which is how i felt when i lost my parents last year is that there was still 
something there that I felt connected with them still. Yeah, I think I suppose something that, that I thought that's come up and I think in the past with, with how I used to see things, it would feel like a tragedy, it would feel like an unfairness. Um, death would feel like the opposite to life. Um, whereas I suppose the way I, I see it is, it isn't death is, is, a, is a part of life, it's not the end of life. Um, um, yeah, it is, it is a part of, even though it can hurt on a personal level, it is part of the, of the beauty of the bigger picture of life. Um, so whilst, yes, I've, I've lost my parents by the same token, it's all strange analogy, but it almost feels like putting down a, a really long series of books. Um, I can look back on their lives, look back on their stories, and there's been some ups and downs all kinds of drama but it's sounds strange but it's just been an amazing ride i'm blessed to have had a good family you know a connected family and i'm blessed to have had people that i'm grieving for if that makes sense yeah. um just my, i think my brother said yesterday and i kind of agree with him up to a point he said you know grief is the price you pay for love and i would disagree with not i mean what I would say is grief is love. Um, mm. It's effectively the same thing. Um, we, we were at the, we were at the, um, we were arranging the second funeral, and we went to the church yesterday. Over my mum and four, me and three of my brothers were sat around reminiscing, and it, 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 you know, we were welling up. But it was, it was lovely. It didn't feel like sorrow and loss. Um, it just felt. Lovely. We're just paying respects to a part of our life that that we've enjoyed that is now over. That we move on from that they've given us the tools to move on from. Well, and especially this understanding really has, but they've given us, you know, the tools outside of that. I just feel so much more connected to well to everyone, to my family, and, and to everyone. And this is where I think. It's, it's almost like a jump start. It's almost like, you know, it's definitely had a reasonable, you know, a level of understanding, which is why I've sort of been asked to be involved in it as a peer mentor, I suppose. But I suppose that it was like a jump start to my understanding my dad passing, I believe, you know, it was, you know, a point at which I had to further my understanding to, to be able to deal with it, if that makes sense. Um, um, so, and then I don't mean this in a, a common modern term is toxic positivity when people are sort of, you know, overly positive, perhaps without meaning it. But, you know, this it isn't that way for me. I, I'm sort of saying things how I see it. I've learned such a lot since my, since my dad passed. It's only, what, nine weeks? And I feel like I've learned more in the last nine weeks than I have in, in years, you know, just, just recognising my emotions and, you know, and some of my previously destructive ones I can feel them just the moment they come up and they pass so easily something that was so uncontrollable such as anger or you know I think I said to Caroline previously a few days ago I had a really really low evening of suicidal thoughts all sorts only ideation that was never going to happen um, and with a slice of happiness with the three principles that's very unusual normally I consistently notice these emotions early but it sort of gives me a sense of security that even when I don't 
even in the very rare occasion that I do get carried away by thought such as low level, I'm still okay. And that's, you know, even though I felt absolutely terrible for those four, five, six hours, whatever it was, it's I've come out of the other side feeling better than if I hadn't experienced that probably because I have the security of knowing that it's okay. Um, you know, it's not pleasant at the time, but it's okay to feel like that. And there's nothing to be afraid of about feeling like that because it's just a feeling and I don't lose sight of the fact that it, that it will pass. And it's just a feeling and I just thought, no. I, I was just going to say, and that I suppose it's like a trap I could have fallen into and I perhaps have before is when I felt that negative, I could have then gone, oh, I'm not getting the principles properly. Oh, I shouldn't be feeling like this. Oh, and that's a, just such an easy little thought trap that I could have fallen in, but accepted it as it, as it was, you know, I, I felt terrible at the time, as, as I said, and I accepted it as I was, and it just gave me further security of, I don't, yeah, I'm bouncing across the top, feeling good 98% of the time nowadays. Yeah, it's, it's sort of, you know, the, the ability to, to feel whatever thoughts coming up without judgment just because generally I'm feeling a lot better doesn't mean there's a, you know, a problem with being human and sometimes dropping down. It's, you know, it's, I, I suppose there could be a danger of getting lost in the identity of I'm feeling a lot better now because because I've done this or I've come such a long way, you know, it's, you know, recognising that, yeah, I don't have to wear that as my identity. Yes, most of the time I do feel a lot better. I notice these uh, emotions and traps I used to fall into, and they're just so obvious um, to me most of the time. But there will be exceptions, and 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 it's knowing that you know I'm safe and there's nothing to be afraid of if there are the occasional exceptions. And I say there will be exceptions. It's quite an extreme time, you know, in a lot of people's lives. So it's you know, I'm I'm cool with it. Uh, I suppose the next thing I lead on to is, and this is on a slightly different sort of topic, is I mean, you guys have all, always pointed to it, but then sometimes, like like you say, it's it's sort of knowing something or, or seeing it beyond the words. It's just what a little mental wall I built around myself in terms of what I felt I was capable of, and. Yeah, it's just just become apparent that things I didn't wasn't used to able to do, or that would take a massive effort to do, have now become easy in terms of you know doing talks and, and that kind of thing of of recognising anxieties and they come up rather than them disabling me, recognising they're just a reflection of my thought rather than the thing that I'm feeling anxious about. Um, and it, it gives hope and it gives, it gives, um, yeah, it gives hope and optimism. I've, I've, there have been a number of things, you know, from, I haven't quit, but from smoking being something that I would pay for before food um, to just kind of a couple of days without fag without, you know, barely, a, it barely being an issue and, you know, being able to get past anxiety and anger. It, it makes me wonder what else I've limited myself at, all the things that you see as factors. I can't do that. I can't have a relationship because because I'm not good enough or whatever the reason is. 
I'm quite looking forward to see where my other blind spots lay because until I see them, I don't know. And it, yeah. it just gives a lot of hope and optimism, doesn't it? It's just that openness to see and know that you will know and believe that you will see things as, as they come up and be able to deal with things as, you, as they come up. I feel like, I suppose I was always of the mentality that it took stubbornness and, and anger as a motivating tool to get through life. Um, and, and rigidness as, you know, if I don't quit, never quit and always stay the same, even though life's just telling you time and time again, you're making a mistake because you keep falling on your ass. Just that mental rigidness I used to have. It's, yeah, it's just, yeah, just almost operating life by feel, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I feel like I'm dancing to the same tune as life a lot of the time now, which is, and, and that's when I sort of know my thinking's gone off course, is when I start to feel that sort of resistance, because I just feel like everything's mostly just flowing. And when I feel that resistance, it's pretty much a great sign that my thinking's going, going a little off course, and it's... I think, like I said before, it just feels like something you've always known, doesn't it? It's just comes, yeah, it's become so natural and, yeah, so intuitive. I remember there was a couple of things. I felt like, I felt like I had to give up meditation to do it. I felt like that's what you guys were saying. I, it was my misinterpretation rather than, rather than, I suppose, what you were pointing to is it isn't the act of meditation itself that's leading you to feel okay um you know med meditation sort of a framework that was that's built to enable people to live in the live in the moment and by seeing meditation as a necessary thing um you're sort of moving away from that i mean i think i well i know even meditators say say themselves there's a contradiction in meditation because there's a goal and there's also learning that there is no goal and that's what a lot of meditators find so contradictory. And that is, um, that's the beauty of the three principles, I think, is the, the, the simplicity of it, which um, it doesn't have that, that kind of contradiction that, that confuse a lot of people involved in meditation, even though they're both pointing to the same place. I find with myself, although I don't buy into the ADHD diagnosis, I've still got a hugely active mind. It's just that my quality of, thoughts and and how I view them is extremely different mm. I would still call what I experience being in the moment and the, this is how I see it is because even though my mind's very active I'm seeing my thoughts rather than being stuck in them yeah so that's the type of being in the present moment whilst not necessarily being totally focused on what you're doing if does that make sense yeah yeah, there's a big difference in the often, you know, I've got an active mind thinking about the three principles of whatever, but I'm not getting bogged down and tied up in my thoughts or identifying with them in the same way. So there's a massive quality difference in it, even though I'm not yet at, this, yet at the stage that, that other people talk about of having an extremely quiet mind. Get it from time to time. Um, it's just normally I find I sort of, I don't know, have an insight and then I'm just really excited off the back of it. So you sort of run with it, don't you? Um, but it sort of feels like more inspired thought rather than just, you know, rather than getting bogged down in circular thinking. Yeah, I'm certainly finding 
thoughts have a lot of emotional sort of gravity to them, you know. Those yeah. ones I find pass extremely quickly. Um, yeah, it, it just becomes so obvious when, you know, sort of anxiety or stress or whatever. It just becomes obvious to me pretty quickly, um, uh, those kind of thoughts. I suppose ones I get not lost in, but just where I get a very active mind, a bit of it is... is is where I'm at with the three principles in that they're, they're changing my life a lot and it's coming off the back of a lot of enthusiasm I suppose I'm still in the maybe more you know upward trajectory I haven't quite leveled yet do you know what I mean yeah and it so, is because things are changing so so much for the better it's it's coming off the back of of that excitement from yeah. it you know yeah, life's so much easier when you sort of accept it and go with it as it is, isn't it? I think that's where nah. certainly almost all of my suffering, probably all of it, has, has come from that. Um, yeah, a resistance to how things are. It's like looking back, that's sort of not accepting not accepting time or reality in the way it is. The same as looking forward, you're not accepting the moment you're in. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's going. Yeah, going with the power of that. Almost like I don't know. You get uh, get some of these guys on beat. Uh, what do they use? Like skateboards with a sail. Yeah, it's, it's like using using that power. Kite a, something. Yeah, like kite, kiteboarding. I'm I'm not sure this analogy is going to work. But it's you know, if you're caught in a storm, put the sail down. If it's going in the yeah. in the direction you need, pull it up. It's almost like that with thought, isn't it? I love that. So yes, it's yes, kind of work. <laughs> but yes, I love that. Yes, yeah, so I think some of you talk talked about in in one of the recent as far as I really know. It's just sometimes when I'm absolutely in the present, just the most mundane thing in the world. <laughs> feel like you're talking to the universe or something <laughs> I've got like a metal sink in my kitchen and a little scour and I was just cleaning it out and it's just the most mundane thing it's not even a nice smell particularly but I got up got a metallic metallic smell come up where I'm obviously getting yeah. the metal fibers off and and I can't explain it in any way that will make it sound impressive but it was just the most amazing thing just this metallic I mean, this was about five weeks ago, and just the fact that I remember it is this amazing thing, the, the dullest probably statement I could ever make. But <laughs> just this metallic smell when my mind was empty and just, it was just the richest experience, you know. It's it's, it's funny, isn't it? And another, another one which reminded me of you because you spoke about it, eating a cream egg. I had, I, I bought a yoghurt with these little chocolate balls in from a co-op. And I was eating it. I only bought it because 15p on a discount, but I was eating it and just just suddenly everything went quiet. And it was just all all I was was like this taste. That's all I was experiencing. Yeah. And yeah, it's just just these odd moments that, you know, when you're sort of prior to the three principles, especially younger, it's seeking out these sort of extreme experiences of, you know, getting into fights, boxing, drugs of all kinds. And and yet, when you've got a quiet mind, smelling metal from my kitchen sink can blow my mind. You know, it's a it's the sense. It's a funny one, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And like I remember, like Sid Banks talks about, like every morning he has a cup of tea, 
It's like it's the first cup of tea that he's had. Right, yeah, yeah. I never understood that. What do you mean a cup of tea is a cup of tea? You know, but to wake up fresh to, it's almost like waking up fresh to a new experience every day. Yeah, it's that, like you say, it's that being just totally in the moment, isn't it? Which, in, you know, I mean, modern life, especially prior to the principles, is, is sort of a rare thing almost, you know, you're sort of constantly on the go, constantly thinking about what's next. And you, you're not taking in these, you know, these your senses, not even noticing them a lot of the time. I've always loved the outdoors. I've always, when I was young, used to love walking through the woods, that kind of thing. But I, I know just everything's so much more. The birds are louder. You know, I notice all the colours, the knots on the tree, the sort of shape of different leaves. And that's being short-sighted as well. But, but yeah, I mean, those, those kind of things are just so... And again, again especially since my dad's died for some reason... Um, I think it's just the appreciation of life, isn't it, with the fragility of it. Um, just everything's just seems so much bolder and brighter and more just just absolutely beautiful, you know. It's just um, it's something I just don't take for granted. Yeah. And on a side note, I'm building a squirrel ladder. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> no, I'm so sad. I've got a couple of bird boxes in my window and the squirrels used to climb up to them. I cut the ivy down. I didn't realise that was how they're getting up. So I've, uh, my brother's dropping the trellis round and we're going to build a squirrel ladder oh. so, I can get, <laughs> so I can get them on my window still. <laughs> how cute is that? How cute. Oh, I love that kind of thing. It just makes you feel part of part of life, doesn't it? And you're just sitting on my sofa yeah. and looking at the birds and squirrels at the window, you know. It is amazing, to... isn't it? The, the, yeah. the, you know, just the... Beauty and amazing, just the amazingness of life and the fact we even exist and think, you know, and we um, just, I suppose, with modern society, it sort of gets overwritten, doesn't it? And it's, it's yeah. only when you sort of slow down and see through that thought, you sort of notice the sort of majesticness of all of it. Um, yeah, that's that's one of the biggest things of the last few months for me is just, yeah, it blows me away. You know, life blows me away. I don't necessarily mean, because I used to think in terms of my life and, uh, you know, me being separate from life. It's, you know, I'm just a, the tiniest little fragment of life. It's it's just the whole. Yeah. Um, and I 100%, yeah, I just 100% feel that. Yeah, it is. And that's, I think, made it far, far, just... A totally different experience to um, lose my parents now that I feel like that. It would have felt, you know, unfair that, you know, I'd been robbed of these these people that I loved. And personal sadness, yes, but it is part of the sort of the bigger, the bigger sort of equation of how life works. Um, and you can't, I, I can't be gutted or feel desolate about that because it's it's the way it's supposed to be and if I felt any different it would be because I misunderstood it or didn't accept it and that doesn't seems pointless to me um, and I'm only talking from a first person point of view I'm lucky to, to be in this space I'm in at the moment when it's happened um, but to me yes it would it would seem I would be creating unnecessary suffering to see it any different than 
just the way it was supposed to be. There's a, there's a flow to to life, to the universe, however you want to put it, and we're such a tiny part of it, making it seem personal by our own thoughts when it when it ultimately isn't. Um, yeah, and that's that's just yeah, just reduce my suffering to just the craziest degrees. It's, And not just reduce suffering. It's just, yeah, just I don't know. I think I'm probably going, you know, going over again. But yeah, it's a reduction of suffering because you understand that the life plays out the way it plays out, and and the beauty of that, just that design or whatever you'd call it, just the, the absolute beauty of that. You know, I think the the sort of so what most of us have always been stuck in will never be as impressive or beautiful as life as it actually is. Yeah. Um, and the tiny glimpses we get of that are, yeah, are quite amazing. And yeah, to feel so lucky that things happened the way they did. And I've found as life's happiness and this understanding. And you see that sort of, like you say, about the ripple effect that spread out to to other friends who have come on or, or even, you know, I'd say, and only passed to a small extent, but me doing this has affected everyone I know, if only because they see me happier. And also, I notice the people I know, and I'm not, and I'm not preachy because I don't think that helps. But but it comes up in general conversation, doesn't it? Little snippets, and I've, my brother sort of said to me a few times, you know, that he's. What did my brother say the other day? And he's on a six-figure salary and he's got nine kids, works in the city. And he said whenever he's struggling, he thinks, what would Ian do? <laughs> Which is the most alien thing. Yeah, and he said how laughable that sounds considering how I've been the yeah. previous 42 years. Yeah, and he, but he meant it. You know, he totally meant it. And he's not talking so much about what I would do. He's obviously, that's his little glimmer of the principles. He's got through the little things that I've said uh-huh. not necessarily even intentionally to them they've just come out because that's the way I see life you know well to our listeners you're in for a real treat if you come on the spa if not just to share some conversation with Ian it's um he's definitely um a definite favorite <laughs> in the sessions I was just going to say I, I can't recommend it enough um, you know, it's, it's changed my perspective on life. Um, there's a real warm, just loving feeling in there, no matter, you know, and that's from the first spa to the most recent where the, some of the faces have changed, but it, there's just a, such a warm, genuine, non-judgmental thing. And, and it's not even within the spa that you're getting the most benefit, is it? It's, it's once it starts to sink in and you start to see things for yourself that's to me what makes it different is ultimately you are the resource not consulting a a diary of ideas of what you should do you are once you understand it you are your own resource and it's having that trust and faith in yourself which is just just an amazing thing isn't it yeah it's a completely um it's a fresh new lens to life, isn't it? In so many different ways. And 
They're like, yeah, because it's unique to everyone, isn't it? Yeah. It's, you know, everyone has their own insights, but it comes out differently according to, according to their their own personality. That's why it's so genuine, isn't it? It's um, it's not preachy. It's not following a dogma. Um, it's just a simple pointing to a simple understanding and something deep down we've all experienced on some level at some moment. We just didn't know it at the time or we forgot it. Yeah. Um, so I've got an image of, if you've seen it, maybe on Jurassic Park where they've got a dinosaur down, it's in the sand and they're just brushing the dust away like really gently. I don't yeah. know why I draw that as a thing, but yeah, it's just unearthing all these all these layers you sort of put on set yourself because you think there's something wrong and it's sort of the layers of thought themselves that were the problem in the first place. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that's, yeah, that's quite a... Yeah, quite an eye opener. Oh, right, okay. Well, I think we've teased our listeners enough, actually. Um, but thank you, Ian, for sharing. Just to let our listeners know as well that, um, so Ian joins us in our sessions um, and he's also one of the individuals who'll be running the peer mentoring group that you'll be able to access once you've completed the spa. So, um, so yeah, so you, you can always kind of stay in the conversation with him there as well. We look forward to seeing how that grows. Um, but that's it for today. Thank you. Brilliant. Thank you.